0: Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. Okay, today on our show we have Sean Riley. We're going to talk about um, home improvement type stuff, or being an adult, or renting or buying, really, is the the talk. Okay, I'm going to read my position on Syria. Everyone has been emailing me and phone calling me on what's my position. Here we go. So, I oppose military intervention and, I s- and uh, military support in Syria. I support massive efforts for a political solution and continued humanitarian aid. Okay, I'm done with that. So I am on night shift. I just had two glasses of wine. Um, obviously I'm not working, I'm off, but I'm sort of in the middle of night shift. So it's 4.30 in the morning. So I'm gonna go to bed probably in the next hour or two. Um, and no, I don't have a problem sleeping. Like I said, I'm on night shift. Uh, I sleep actually rather well. Now, I want to uh, mention uh, the new Nico Case uh, album. Um, it has some like really long title, which I'll mention in a second, but it's a very good album. Um, I'm a big fan of Nico Case, and... Um, I'm going to play a clip here. I might get in trouble because I'm stealing it from Pitchfork, but you know, she's really smart, she's funny, and she just always has like a good analysis in a really kind of like sarcastic, just f- funny way um on things. And, and now the album is called um, the worst Thing." the worst things get um the har- hold on. The worst things get the harder I fight, the more I love you. I feel like I'm missing a sentence in there. The, the, the worse things get, the harder I fight, the more I love you. That's the title. It's a good album. Now, let me play this clip, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about um, why. The, it, it's her talking about hoarders. Here we go. I remember being on the plane once, uh, and I was sitting next to a bunch of guys who worked on the show Hoarders. They couldn't have been bigger pieces of shit. Like, they were really excited to get the attention of these women and brag about how they worked on the show Hoarders. And they seriously made fun of these people. And you wouldn't believe how fucked up this other guy was. And it's just like, you're just kind of a bullshit jock with no authenticity, so you're just making fun of these people with mental disorders who are, like,
1: 70-year-old women and stuff. It's kind of gross. I wanted to beat the shit out of them. (laughs)
0: Okay, now I think she hit the nail right on the head. Anybody that watches Hoarders really should reevaluate why they like that show. And you know, part of the reason why I do the show is to become a better person, and this is a, an a re, this has helped me because the, the truth of the matter is, um, I've only watched maybe about three or four episodes, and it was uh, instigated by my friend Josh, who um, has questionable morals. Now, I. I she's absolutely right. I mean, um, this show is terrible. The fact that people are making money off it is terrible. And um, more people should follow Nico Case on Twitter. And um, I'll tell you what, she's one of these artists that I came to kind of change my musical thinking a little bit. I, I have other stories about her that I will talk about later. Um, just seems like a really cool person. I-, I would like to just interview her. I think we could uh, be friends, and I don't mean that in a creepy way. Like she just seems like real down to earth. Okay, enough about her. Um, we've had a couple letters that I want to get to, and it seems like they're always like one good one and one bad one that I'm reading. But truth of the matter is, um, you know that's uh sort of how it's going to be honest. So let's read this one. Seriously, Paul, you say you're going to have a segment about 17th century England and the English Civil War, but all I hear is a meandering mishmash of of stream-of-consciousness thoughts with little knowledge and many stutters. Read a book and learn something, or don't speak about the subject at all. Additionally, I detect some anti-Catholicism racism in your comments. Please stop that. First off, I didn't know, like, I don't think Catholicism is a race. My friend Larry recommended the show to me. This is another thing Larry is wrong about. Thanks. Tommy O'Brien, Boston. Well, Tommy, uh, I don't know what to tell you. The show's going to get better. I'm going to have a little bit more of a focus. I understand it was a little meandering last episode, but whatever. Okay, the the other, you know, we get celebrities. When you're on the Internet, you know, this show broadcasts all over the globe. And um, I'm always shocked that uh, people in other uh, speak other languages will will, um, write in, and I get it all the time, you know. But so, so here's one from uh, you'll this quickly. So, Paul, uh, I thought your show about Slavs was okay, but honestly, you Americans are a little silly with your views about us. Visit Moscow and see for yourself. Sincerely, you ready for this one? Vladimir Putin. And I'll tell you what. I have not been a huge fan of his, but what he's doing right now, kind of challenging U.S. hegemony, stopping the United States from bombing Syria, I think that's a good thing. So, got to give credit where credit is due. Let's be honest. All right, so that's the uh, letters. Now let's get to the uh, sponsorship. Now, as we all know, this show is sponsored by all the books that I own which I haven't read. This week is History of the Labor Movement in the United States, Volume 1, From Colonial Times to the Founding of the American Federation of Labor, Philip S. Foner. Now, the history of this buying this book was, when I uh, got out of college, I got a job as a union organizer, and I made a lot of money, meaning $36,000 a year. Now, at that point, Making basically uh, like $500 a month at the library, this was a big jump in my income. So I thought I was like the richest man in the world. I ended up buying my parents like a snowblower that year, which my sister was like really upset because she thought I was outshining her. But it was like, whatever. You know, I'm making a lot of money. Which... Look, it's not that a lot of money, but from what I was making. So anyways, long story short, I bought this whole 10-volume set of uh, Philip S. Foner. I'm like, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm working for the union. I'm going to buy a labor uh, history history uh, volume thing. And I um, haven't read one sentence of this stuff. Truth be told, I've actually read probably about 100 pages in various of these volumes when I was in college at the library for different projects. And I always said, like, one day I'm just going to buy this stuff. Now, the problem with this volume is it only goes up, these volumes, it, is it, it uh, I think it only goes up to, like, uh, 28 or something like that, or 1924. But the good thing is, since uh, we need sponsors, um, so I have, like, 10 volumes. Uh, we got nine more to go. So, uh, History of the U.S. Labor Movement in the United States, History of the Labor Movement in the United States, uh, volume one, from colonial times to founding of the American Federation of Labor. Pick it up your, at your local bookstore, and then email the show at prcshow at gmail.com. The world turned upside down. Seventeenth-century England. Okay, as I've mentioned, I've been getting a lot of emails about Guy Fox. I said I was going to talk about him, and we never did in the last episode, so it's just something we got to get out of the way. So, um, have you guys ever seen V for Vendetta? Okay, I haven't either. Who knows if it's a good movie, but um, that mask, you know, that face, and I guess it's now the anonymous face, that's Guy Fox's face. Um, that kind of pointy nose. Um, for whatever reason, he's now become sort of like a postmodern anarchist uh, face type of whatever. Anyways, um ugh, I really don't want to talk about Guy Fox. This is just boring to me, but we just got to do it because it is it lays the foundation for a lot of things in 17th century England that are important regarding terrorism, violence, uh why this English Civil War uh, occurred and all that stuff. So, ugh, okay. Guy Fox. So he is a Catholic and um his parents were ref- recusant Catholics. I wanted to say refuse but that's a whole other thing recuse on Catholics, which they were Catholics that, um, you know, English, but they refused to attend Anglican services. Um, as we know, uh, England's a, a Protestant country. So, um, he whatever, he goes to fight in the 80 Years War. What the heck's the 80 Years War? Who cares? It's, um, you know what the 30 Years War was between um, the Habsburg Roman Empire, uh, Spain versus the Dutch Protestant uh, kind of Fighting for um, Dutch independence, just add uh, fifty years onto the front end of that, and that's what the Eighty Years' War is. I think there's some time off in between of killing people, killing each other. Anyways, he goes there. He's like a mercenary fighting for the Catholics, and then he takes the name Guido. He changes his name, or he wants to be known as Guido Fox. Um, I don't know what the whole Italian thing is there, but he liked that name. Maybe he was like a uh, hipster or something. Anyways, he comes back to England. And then gets wrapped up in this. Uh, he's like a well-known Catholic uh, crusader. Um, well, not, let's not use that word. That's something else. But he's a Catholic fighter, and he wants to kill. Uh, he gets wrapped up in this conspiracy to kill James the first, the King James the first, and um, replace him, who's a Protestant, and replace him with uh, Princess Elizabeth, I guess, his daughter or something. Now. Um, the whole plan was like to dig a tunnel underneath the House of Lords, and this was all going to take place on November 5th, when um, this, uh, I guess, the king was going to be there. And they got like 36 barrels of gunpowder. Well, let me step step back. They didn't need to dig a tunnel because there was um, there was like a, I don't want to say a cave, but like space that they could rent, like a garage. <laughs> That's not the right word, but say you some other word anyways they were able to it's called an undercroft so they were able to like lease and rent this uh, undercroft whatever they get more exposure than they really need but they put all this stuff in there in like july um and then they're just wasting time it's not really important he gets end up caught okay he uh his name he says his name is john johnson um so the the explosion obviously never takes place but um He gets tortured. He gets thrown in the Tower of London, and eventually he gets uh, all the other conspirators. Just he names them all because he's being tortured, of course. And um, they're going to they they do torture him, and they were going to then like draw and quarter him and cut his limbs off and kind of do that like Braveheart type stuff, or do a lot of stuff when they kill him. Well, he actually jumps off of the uh, the stairs of um, the, the the ladder because he was going to be hanged for a little bit and then tortured. So he jumps off and, like, breaks his neck, so he avoids all the agony of, like, mutilation and all that stuff. But they still, like, chop his body up and send all his uh, limbs to the four corners of the uh, country to, you know, whatever. But why is this... in? One more little antidote. Um, Guy Fawkes is, uh... This is now a holiday in England. God, my the United Kingdom or whatever, where they now on... Um, it's like a fireworks display on every... Uh, November fifth, and I guess since the 1650s, they would always burn the effigy of Guy Fawkes. But actually, it was mostly the Pope. They would burn like the Pope's effigy. Now, th- I think that's that's key here because when you're anytime you're burning effigies, and you know, um, you know, there's some, there's that's going to be uh, followed by violence. I think I, I just don't like that. I don't think uh, I don't want to be part of that. You know, um, I've had some friends that have burned some jerseys from sporting. Uh, um, players that have left, sporting players, that's not, from athletes that have left teams. You know, when LeBron James left, or there was a hockey player that left in Pittsburgh. And he, you know, I don't know. That just uh, seems a little bit barbaric. But anyways, they. this is a thing in the uh, United Kingdom. Every November 5th, they burn stuff and have fireworks. And It was Guy Fawkes, and it was the Pope for a long time. I don't know what they still do over there. Anyways, this really sets the table for um, all the conspiracies for really the next 60, 70 years of like, hey, the Catholics are coming, they're gonna kill us all, and they're gonna try to take over. And guess what? They really did try to do that. I mean, it was only a band of a couple groups, but it's, you know, do we see the parallels here between this and 9-11? You know, the Islamic fundamentalists, they blew up our buildings, or you know. So it's the same type of thing, and then this gets um, used uh, really for the next 60 years. So that's the little Catholic terrorism that got uh, suppressed, and we got to remember that Mary I, who reigned from uh, what the 1550s uh, or so, um, 1556 to 1558, she, um, she, you know, she killed a lot of Protestants, and that's where we get the Bloody Mary. So on Sunday, when you're drinking your Bloody Marys after church, and I know most of the people that listen to this uh, show go to church frequently. Um, you know, so when you drink your Bloody Marys after church, that's where it got that name. Because, um, one of the things she did, which is just insane, was she had over 280, um, religious dissenters burned at the stake. I mean, you know, that's, I don't know. So, that's an aside. So let's fast forward here to, um, we're gonna go now to, like, the 1630s. Okay, things get uh, worse for Catholics, and um, one of the things that Charles First, you know, he, he, everyone's thinking he's like acting like a Catholic and his wife's Catholic. So, what he does to placate them is he does this uh, Puritan um, uh, inspired uh, proclamation that says, um, it's used a proclamation saying all priests need to get out of the country, <laughs> which I, so all the priests need to leave. So, this guy, Green, um, is arrested and condemned to death just for being a priest. So there's another guy that's condemned um, in his, like, same neighborhood. I don't know if they called them neighborhoods back then, but he's like, oh, I'll be Protestant, don't kill me. So Green, uh, you know, gets... gets, executed and tortured and you know it's like a big spectacle you know everybody goes to this torture thing they see him there um he he's like a martyr actually he gets beatified in like the 1920s or something by the catholic church but i just want to read this because i think it's important to know about the gruesomeness here so somebody was witness to this, this is elizabeth uh, willoughby she wrote wrote down all the horror you know the butcher cut into his belly on both sides um that, you know, then he he felt down. He could feel his bowels, his bloody hand. He said, "Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Have mercy on me." Um, I mean, this got to the end. He would not recant his uh, Catholicism. Um, then he, uh, the butcher, pulled out a piece of the liver, uh, and his guts were. You know what? I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's gross. You know? Yeah, I'm reading this. Uh, then when the blood yeah yeah it's just it's worse so it's like the end of braveheart and we don't need to go all through that but um that's the kind of thing people did back then uh, you know so just you know things are bad now but we don't do that kind of thing um i mean at least not that i'm aware of uh, that's not really getting reported on and ho- hope to god it's not happening anywhere but you know and we, we got to keep in mind that people believed in, co- in, in magic back then i mean that the people believed in magic and to put this in further context like People at that time believed that like a mother's imagination could act upon a child during conception or pregnancy, you know, causing deformities. Like, you know, if you're um, you know, making love to your significant other and uh you know you're thinking of uh whatever, then that's gonna be that's gonna cause issues. Or like looking at a picture of John the Baptist at the moment of conception could create a child uh covered in hair. Um can you imagine why would anybody be looking at a picture of John the Baptist? I gotta give credit to the, the people that come up with this wackiness. I mean, that's very creative. You're you're having sex and you're gonna look at a picture of John the Baptist. Um uh so, you know, these are folks that believed in magic and all that stuff. So um I think that's enough for this segment, and we will I think in next episode, try to get a little bit more into Some of the events of the Civil War itself. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about anti Catholicism, but that is a big chunk of this. So, okay, thanks, and we will get on the show. About today's some some of the life's big questions, and um, I have Sean Riley here back. uh, Just flew back in to the studio here in Harrisburg, and um, I wanted to talk about you know uh, in my uh, what early thirties. You know, I'm not so old yet, but you know, you gotta uh, start planning your life and all that jazz. And so I start thinking about renting a house, buying a house, renting an apartment, whatever, and. When should you buy a house? Do you need to buy a house? Is it something that uh, that is part of becoming an adult? I don't know. So um, you rent right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just moved here to Harrisburg, and I have a renting a l- large house. And, you know, I've never been into I- – I do want to buy a house eventually, but – I'm not somebody that likes to do a lot of handiwork. I can do a little bit. And so two issues came up recently. My basement floods because there's a lot of... uh, It's kind of near the river. It's below sea level. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's below sea level or not. But um, there's a lot of flooding down here. So I just call my landlord. They're going to deal with it. There's been two guys out here already. A tree fell in my backyard... And um, landlords dealing with that, um, maybe not as promptly as I'd like, but uh, you know, um, those are things that I think about. Like, God, I really am glad I'm renting because I would hate to have to deal with this on my own. Um, now, that's one of the main, you know, benefits of uh, of renting a place. Um, but then it's like, you know, I don't own this place. Um, I can't do too many modifications. Um, is it? lame that I'm, you know, 32 and I don't own my own house yet, that I'm not a full adult.
1: Um, Where do you stand on this? Well, I'm a, I've always been a renter. I, I kind of like, I like renting for the reasons you were talking about. You don't have to be responsible for everything that goes wrong. You know, the air conditioning breaks or the, um, in my old place, the place I was living just previously Mm -hmm. to this, there was huge problems with the, the plumbing, the sink would back up and the water would, would. Would back up into the sink and it was just crud. was it like fecal and stuff, stuff no, it wasn't a fecal it was like grease and and stuff that was in like the sink uh, w- yeah, whatever yeah. T- tubes or whatever um so yeah, so I basically I just found another place to live rather than y-
0: okay, but you're not putting equity, you know what i mean you're not you're not building up equity, you're not building up um you know uh.
1: Credit or whatever—I don't well, know how right. that works. But no, you know that's what I mean? true.
0: You're just, yeah, you're just pouring money down the
1: drain. Right. Well, that—that's true. That's true. So, I mean, eventually, I might want to look into buying a place, and if it works out, but I'm not gonna kill myself trying to buy a house when, um, when I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you. Um... But I mean, plus my life's a little uncertain right now. With, um, but if you buy a house, say you even say you buy one. So, then you, you live in Miami. You could have bought one a couple years ago during the getting while the getting was good, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Conceivably, I could have, but you—you you never knew when the housing market was going to get even worse. Yeah. So, um, what? Ha- a lot of people bought houses when the, you know, when the prices really dropped, and then they bought houses, and then the prices dropped even further. So you never knew what was going to. Yeah. How far it was down, it was going to get, and plus you don't just having to deal with it. I just don't have the basic ability to fix anything in in my house so <laughs> <laughs> well, well well let's ex- I, well, what do you mean
0: i mean it uh, fix anything like i put like i don't know if you look around there's the guitars that i hung up i dr- i drilled into these bricks which i don't know if that's a good thing or not but i have like four or five guitars hung up they look nice even my significant other thinks they look nice it's better than having them in a closet they're almost like art um but i do play them all believe it or not um i had to go out to home depot i had to get the drill and all that stuff now that was a you know, that wasn't a big thing, but I really felt like a sense of accomplishment. I really felt like a man. You know, not to be sexist about it, but, you know, I got a drill. I drilled into the, you know, the brick and mortar. Actually, the brick. I didn't drill into the mortar. And I put these things in here, and, uh, you know, I I did that with my own two hands. Like, I mean, you can you can do things. I mean, like, you'll set up things when you move into an apartment, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But basic, like, if the plumbing isn't working or I have no idea what to but well, what like what do? about
0: um I think we we're talking earlier you said like you can barely you like you, didn't you say you had to have
1: a uh, your significant others uh what um father help you Yeah well yeah he helped me um put in some basic things that I probably should have been able to do on like my Like um, what Uh like hanging a um uh like a blinds for my uh porch or my balcony Window so people can't see in. Well, that's a two-person job. What about did uh, your significant? Well, well, it help wasn't you? a two-person job. He basically did it. Why couldn't but, you do it? Look, I I don't know how to do that. And how old is this person? Uh, late sixties. And how old are you? Thirty-two. You needed a sixty-year-old man, well, n- a nearly seventy-year-old man, to come help you. He uh, he had the expertise in that kind of. Which was ju- I mean, work. all it is is drill.
0: You just get a drill. And no, you,
1: it was measuring and, <laughs> and uh, all
0: all kinds of measuring. Things. I mean, that's not that difficult. You really need to learn how to do that. There's YouTubes. Have you ever been to YouTube? Yeah. I mean, they show you how to do some of that stuff.
1: Um, like I can put together desks and s- desks and stuff like that. Um, you know. Uh, or yeah, and so his his dad, my boyfriend Peter is a English professor, but he's even mu- he's much better at you know. He's, he can do some hanging so much. things and, and hanging and things. And That's not to, hard to hang things. Well, it, yeah, but you got to get it right. The, no, what the the issue was in, <laughs> in my apartment though, it's right beyond the walls is concrete, so you have to drill into it. You can't just um, yeah, you use just a hammer. But I, d- I, I don't own a drill. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, well, why? What? Why are you opposed to owning a drill? Everybody should have a drill.
0: You don't need to get a high-powered one, but just for, uh, you know, things that go wrong in the house or you want to hang things up or, you know, put a shelf up. You ever put a shelf up? Um,
1: Yeah, not with a drill. How did you put up with nails? Um, You know what? Actually, I think they were already up when I... So so I'm talking to someone that has never put a shelf up. Well, I've assisted with putting a shelf up. What, like your father when you were younger? Yeah. Like when you were, like, 10? No, and recently... I assisted. Who did you assist? Uh, Peter's dad when he was <laughs> helping me put... Or I would, like, hold it up. I mean, here's ma- you
0: are a man with a advanced degree. You went to college, you had a law degree. But you... um. D- oh, how does that make you feel?
1: Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I wish I, I, it would be good for me to to be able to know how to do more basic things. Yeah, I mean yeah. that would be. Gu- I mean, I don't feel like less of a a man for for not knowing. Yeah, how to I do mean, that. I don't feel less of a man either. But it is it is nice,
0: you know. I um, I even changed the light bulbs yesterday, and my wife was so happy because you got to get up on the ladder, not the ladder, but I stepped on, you know, and she like she can't do that. And I mean, I'm not I'm trying not, not to fit into stereotypes here, but she can do it, but. It's just not going to get done unless okay. I do it. You know, well,
1: like, what would you do if your if your toilet's not working and it, it won't flush and you lift up the little thing and you can't fiddle around with it? And well, they, I would what, get a plunger w- and I would do some. No, but that, let's say that doesn't. There was something wrong with the plumbing. What would you do? I, I would be horrified. I well, don't yeah, know. you would just have to call your landlord yeah. immediately. Yeah. And well, what would you do?
0: See, that's the kind of thing. If you own a house, what do you do? You have to go to the yellow pages and
1: right. look up toilet or plumbing. Do you flip through? I mean, how does that work? I get well that the where I'm at now, I would always just call the association and say you need to deal with this <laughs> yeah. immediately. And see, that's
0: where I think like
1: uh, you know, there's something
0: wrong with me for not being able to just. I guess you do call the toilet number or whatever the plumber. That's who you'd call, right? <laughs> you know, like you'd call Joe the plumber. Um, hopefully they're certified, and uh, that. But then you don't want to get ripped off. You know, you don't want to. He can charge you whatever because he's got you. You got a major crisis, you know, you got crap coming out. And, you know, my friend had this issue with with his septic stuff, and he was able, you know, he got somebody to do it with a backhoe. He was able to get a deal there. Then he dug up the, the side of his house. Then he got somebody to do some, like, construction around it. Then he got somebody with a septic tank. He got three different people. And he said he called one number first, and it was going to cost like eight or $10,000 to get this thing. But him doing it piece by piece, knowing the people, it ended up costing him only 2500 Now, that is something, that is like a nightmare for me, to have that sort of issue. I don't think I would know how to do it. I wouldn't know who to call. I don't know people. Um, but he's, you know,
1: that's how you save money. So, Right. You see, I have no idea how to do that. And I recently had a friend come to me. I guess she didn't know how inept I am at this stuff, but she she wanted to hang her television like mount it on the wall oh so she wanted like screens, my yeah. help yeah she wanted my help doing that yeah and i said you know i'm just gonna <laughs> mess it up even more i was like go go to my boyfriend because he's an expert in this yeah. which really he's not an expert yeah. he just knows a little more than i yeah, do. yeah was he, so he able then, to no they weren't able to get it so he there's to... three adults that are professionals that couldn't figure it out well, well, because it was complicated with the mounting it on the wall what or was whatever. complicated about it? Well, they're just specifically it was complicated. I think the draw the whatever the drywall wasn't strong enough to support the what they were originally. Yeah, trying you to need put, like a J hook. I've heard of those. Something things. like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, she ended up calling her like ex-boyfriend of several years who was like a, m- a maintenance person oh wow who that's came over be and who came over and did it did she so then that's it so and did he, she he came over and did it did she then you know i don't think so no no i'm you, pretty certain do that, you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean but i'm pretty certain that i did mean that's happen. a nice
0: that's a nice thing to do for um i mean that's uh those the flat screen TVs though I see how they they need to be mounted on walls and those things are so heavy I I can I put stuff in the walls with the the, the pictures and my guitars but yeah I can see that that's dangerous because you got to really go further in it is more complicated than that you didn't want to call Peter's father for that huh no
1: no that would have been all I mean you I can't guess. bother him with every little <laughs> right thing
0: do you pay him I mean at a certain point it sounds like he's
1: getting a lot of work no I, mean, I should pay him yeah but I, um. Right. I got him a nice gift or two. Right, right, the, right. Around the holidays.
0: Now, see, the thing is with renting or with with buying the house. To go back to this though, then if say you would have bought a place in Miami, you would still, you would then have some of this equity, and you could sell it even if you move. You know, you can always well, sell it.
1: Yeah, that's true. But the problem is the fl- the prices are so fluctuating so much. I mean, it's a it's a huge risk, huge reward. Type thing. Right. I I mean, I'm pretty risk averse. Right. um, Yeah, right. You're going to lose money, maybe. Yeah, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, I'm just kind of pissing money away every month renting a place and not getting any ownership.
0: Yeah. Like some people, um, some people really like this going to uh, Home Depot and fixing up the house and on the weekends. That to me is not fun. I don't like drilling and, you know, using right. a saw and all that stuff. Right, and
1: I know a couple that loves to do that. And it's, um, I mean, it, it, it just amazes he, me because they have a big yard and they work, go out and work in the yard. And, and Yeah, someone's working in the yard right now, actually. I can hear. Well, right, your landlord, not you, or your, the people your landlord had come over. Well, I guess. I
0: don't know. There's a tree that fell in my backyard, and there's, I don't know if you can hear it. Can we hear it? I can hear a drill. Can we hear that? Yeah. Okay, hold on. All right, that's actually not a drill. That's a uh, chainsaw. And uh that's actually my neighbor that they're dealing with that. Not my yard. So uh that's quite annoying that I still have this large tree in my backyard. It's actually affected three houses. But um like just speaking about yard work, you're saying you're uh this is people around your area that you have friends that have like a yard and do all the work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I like the idea of having that, the yard. Oh, there's the uh, chainsaw again. Right. Hold on. I like the idea of having the yard, the flowers, a nice tranquil place, you know, trees and f- all that stuff. And um, But it is work. I mean, it takes work to do it. And we just got, I mean, this almost brought my marriage to, uh, you know, put it in shambles in a way. We had a crisis where we went out, My idea was just I wanted to spend a lot of money, get a bunch of flowers, hanging baskets. We got these four big pots uh, in the front yard to put those with some, uh, I guess, geraniums or something. I don't even know anything about flowers. We went out there and spent close to over, I don't know, $150. But the whole time, we're bickering back and forth. She wants to go more minimalist, less plants. She's not sure what goes with which. I'm just like, let's just, just throw everything against the wall. Let's just do... Get as much as we can. We'll water things and see how it turns out. We sort of compromised, Um, but it turns out you got to water these things and you got to be mindful of them. You can't just you got to be up on it, you know. Right. Yeah. Which really makes me think like how how are we gonna have kids if you know you you got to really pay attention to those things. If I can barely pay attention to flowers, and a cat, what kind of father am I gonna be? But that's another episode. do you have flowers? Do you have uh, any no? Things? I don't.
1: I don't have flowers. But no. Then don't you feel
0: like you're in an office though? You're living in an office. Well, I
1: live in a. I live on the seventh floor of a. a no flowers th- in the th- house. No. No. Don't but you, but feel you know what? I mean, I have what I have is I have a view of the bay. I look out my window. The bay is right there. That's my nature. That's my aesthetic. And I, you know, I can see. Um, and I can see dolphins from my from my uh, okay, apartment a window. bullshit! You no. can't see dolphins. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Every- Everybody so in that, Miami. That's can. what I. That's that's my uh, substitute. I don't need flowers. I have the ocean right there.
0: Yeah, but but don't you feel sort of like you're you're in like a serial killer sort of atmosphere? There's nothing to humanize the the apartment. Or no, the I have picture. I have
1: pictures. I have uh, fake flowers. No, no I, well, I have one little fake flower thing
0: oh that's sad just one little guy in there
1: yeah i don't need flowers i don't need fake flowers i have pictures i have how many uh uh, how much stuff do you have on the wall i have a lot of stuff Do you have a lot of
0: wall and what are they what are these pictures of are they like corporate art of like the squirrel kind of jumping on the bird's back or whatever saying like we can do it no i
1: don't have any um paintings or anything most of them are pictures of uh, you know, I have pictures of my family, pictures of my friends. Uh, um, actually, you and you and oh, Kate are good. in a, are, yeah. are in some of the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have some posters, M- movie posters then, uh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, like I we I know a couple in Philadelphia that they have like it's like a labor of love. This garden they have in the backyard. And I mean, it is like um, tons of different uh, flowers and orcas and wait, is orca flower or is that a dolphin? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I don't have time for that. It it does seem at a point where you know
1: you almost then have got to hire somebody if you had the additional funds, which yeah, I mean that's how my my dad does it that way. He has a he has a wonderful backyard and porch area and flower, but he, like he's able to he pays for somebody to hire do it. someone. Some to, people to have a real it.
0: green thumb and like to do it. I that's how my mom. I is. like the idea of having a green thumb, um, and actually it sounds like we have a lot of in- industry coming here to <laughs> to get rid of like all these trees in the back. Right. So. Um, uh I guess we'll wrap this show up. Any other thoughts on uh on um the, do you think you will purchase a house in the next
1: several years, five years? Oh, I don't know. That doesn't Probably sound, not. Doesn't sound t- like 50-50. It. I don't know. You're
0: okay with just pissing this money away then. You you're a very thrifty person, I'm surprised. Well, not really.
1: I you're just gonna keep on I don't it's something to to keep on the back burner but i it the way my um the way things have been i just haven't really yeah been in a position to well you've been in the same city house. for 7 years. Yeah, stable relationship.
0: Well for 2 years. 2 years same job for 5 or 6 or whatever. Right.
1: Well, i i think it's right i think it's time. Right, maybe. We'll see. All right.
0: We'll return to this another point. All right Later. Okay, uh, thank you, Sean, for coming on the show all the way up from Miami. Um, and just some updates the basement has been fixed, it's great. The tree has not been removed, and that's still an ongoing issue. Uh, the flowers are dead in the front, although I got cactuses out there now, or cacti. And an orca is a whale. All right, thanks for listening.
1: listening to the prc show like us on facebook at facebook.com slash prc show or follow us on tumblr at prc all of these episodes can be found at soundcloud.com prcshow prc show your host is paul robert cooley jr technological consultant, sound design host curation and music production is also by paul robert cooley emotional support brought to you by the roommates of salvador and kate g executive producers josh ferris all labors donated thanks for listening